Welcome to Designing the Robot Revolution, where we try to make sense of the AI, robotics, and automation that's changing our world. Mainly, we want to know how to make it better for people, business, and planet. In this episode, we'll be looking into the murky world of deep fakes. My name is David Griffith Jones, and the main host and chief producer of this episode, Jacob Magnot. David, I have a little bit of a question or a game, a little bit of a quiz for you. Go for it. What does government, childcare, and stock prices have in common? They're all influenced by algorithms. I'm sure they are. Uh, childcare, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I can right. see that. Yeah. What else? But it's they are highly influenced by trust. Ah, oh, yes. Very much. So uh, let's take government, mm-hmm. for example. Essentially, we, in order to vote for someone, you want to trust that person. And then you also need to trust the results of that election. If you have those two components, um, you likely have a situation where a trusted person will be elected and you will have trust in that person and that brings stability. So they all have trustworthiness as a a factor together. And then what happens when we have that trust is we get stability. Hmm. And... It goes for for teamwork as well. I think stock prices is let let's just imagine that there we have some highly erratic, a little bit quirky CEO somewhere that I don't know just says somewhere that they're gonna buy a company and they do that and then they go out and they say, I'm gonna slash the workforce by thirty percent. Okay, that's gonna have an impact. Uh, the stock prices is going to go up and down. So, so what we have here with the CEO is a situation where our collective trust in that CEO and what he says affects the share price. And we've seen examples of this li- lately where just a CEO saying something highly affects it. It becomes very much coupled with that. Absolutely. What if someone creates a fake video of that CEO, which we already have a little bit of like a shaky relationship with, because let's face it, the guy is crazy. He does things that it seems completely erratic. And then there comes out a video that isn't of him saying something, but is created. And that's where we get into deep fakes. What are deep fakes? Deep fake is a type of machine learning algorithm and then artificial intelligence, if you want it, uh, that can be used to create these manipulated videos and digital content that appears to be real, but is fabricated. So the team deep fake comes from deep learning and fake, which is kind of a neat way of, of remembering that. But we can mimic human behavior using subtle things such as facial expressions or voice patterns, and then superimpose that over another person's face and create something new, uh, making it appear that someone is doing something or saying something that they actually never did. So in our CEO example, the Elon is represented to have said something that he hasn't. And if that's picked up by one trustworthy newspaper, we have a real problem. 
where the share prices of that company might be falsely affected by someone. And then someone that wants to make a quick buck could short that company, have the CEO look as if he says something really stupid, and the share prices falls and they make a lot of money which would be super illegal, but very possible to do. I mean, we've had a real case of that with the Twitter blue badge, that there were fake blue badge companies, Lockheed Martin, for example, there was a Twitter account, which was Lockheed Martini with an extra I at the end, but it had a blue tick (laughs) and they made an announcement they'd be halting sales of weapons to certain countries and the share price fell by 5%. So we see if these fake announcements can move markets. So absolutely great example. Yeah. And I mean, if there is a video of the CEO convincingly saying something, that's just going to make it all the worse, yeah. right? It's, it's going to be effective. So why do we have deep fakes? There are legitimate uses for this. I think the coolest version of this that I saw is David Beckham. He did a collaboration with a deep fake technology company uh, about malaria, uh, where he tells the world that these are things you need to do and this is important. And then they had deep fake technology make him speak, I think, nine African languages. And really convincingly, really, really well. So they had different African actors and they just superimposed David Beckham on top of that. And it made it very powerful. And you can imagine if someone like sees their idol from football speaking their tiny language or their at least kind of smallish language, that gives that the opportunity for a big impact. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a few. They seem to be getting more and more. There's a TV series in the UK that's just come out called Deep Fake Neighbor Wars. And it includes people like Greta Thunberg, Ariana Grande, like famous world stars, Lady Gaga, in kind of UK housing estate, like that sort of um, classic that you see of disputes between neighbors, reality TV. But it's instead of being your normal everyday people, it is these world famous stars playing those roles. And it's really funny. I mean, it's a, it takes spitting image or these puppet things to the next level because it kind of obviously really looks like uh, Greta Thunberg, for example. Uh, it's funny, but it's not close enough for me to actually fall for thinking that it is the person. Mm-hmm. And, when, and when I've looked at, when I've seen the ones going around, there was one with Joe Rogan giving a false advertising for a particular product with one of his guests. And then there seem to be quite a few with like Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves. It's obvious to me it's not a real person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fair. Mo- many of them, most of them are not really good. I think the Beckham one is is very good. It's also depicting him standing quite still, looking into the camera. And, and they have been able to actually use the real David Be- Beckham to... To, to fine tune it and and make a real production out of it, so it's really good. But then you have these quickly created, and we're going to get into that. But that are they don't really look that good. You can see that it's fake, uh, but it still gives you a feeling that these people have said something. It there is something there. Um, I just want to quickly say that like translating movies, full movies, uh, into a smaller language, like you have an English-speaking movie and you create it in French, for example. I saw one example of where you could dial up the PG rating, so you could have it be for kids, and it just 
takes away uh, swear words without actually looking like it. It looked pretty convincingly nice. good. Yeah, and then you could dial it all the way up to 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 real. Uh, I'm thinking of a, a is it Lock, Stock, and Barrel from from the UK that is very. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you can dial dial it all the way up in that example, yeah. which is kind of funny as well. Um, in in Sweden, swearing isn't that, and Australia, I think as well, you you can dial the swearing up quite a bit without it anyone being offended. Uh, so that's a potential use, and you, you can also. If you have a movie, I think the the Star Wars uh, movie, the one of the later ones, they use the young Mark Hamill, uh, Skywalker. Uh, to and and they just put him in the movie without obviously making the the actor younger, uh, which was kind of neat. You could again see that this is not real. Uh, it looked surprisingly cheap uh, mm. to me, but it's still an interesting use case, um, which is creative. If it's done with consent, it's a good thing. Yeah, I've seen some use cases which promise, that. like that. So you've got the film, media, TV, entertainment, really, isn't it? And yeah. then a phrase I see being spoken about is synthetic media. So you get these companies that mm. are synthetic media companies. So if you're doing an instructional video of safety at a right. factory, that you could get it instead of going and having a camera crew, going set up at the factory, having talent, having to do their piece to camera. You can have it made synthetically, so it's a fake uh, factory worker. And the, yeah. the beauty there is that if the rules are updated, if you need to change the rules or update the content, you don't have to get the actors and all the crew down to the factory to film again. You can just change the script and it instantly updates. Yeah. But again, what I found with those was it just felt fake. And then it, it leaves... It didn't feel like yeah. a real person, didn't feel like a real voice. No. And therefore, I didn't get that connection with a great, right. you know, when it's a great presenter or a great actor, they draw you in and you get that yeah. connection. And I just felt it's just lacking that. And so it just leaves me feeling numb as a viewer. I'm, I'm laughing now because in all fairness, like corporate safety <laughs> instruction videos don't don't really tend to be the most like connection building no, not, not great story things. Nice. I, yeah, so Seth, I, I can see why they use the technology there. But so these are all these are all fine. The use cases that we've mentioned are all good. Uh, I see no problem. It's also quite clear in many of these cases that this is actually a fake person. Maybe not the instructional safety video per se, if the technology gets really good. But I mean, if you see uh, um, any like ABBA, the band, perform in 2022 and they're 19 you're you're, you're going to be pretty like sure that this is not real either it's actors or it's fake uh, and i think that's again perfectly fine if they are up for that i'm i'm, I'm glad that they have the opportunity but then now i'm going to shock you david mm -hmm. uh there are also awfulness and horrible terror and really scary stuff that can come from this because as we've been talking about now for a little a couple of minutes we're, we're talking about faking what people do and say let's get into that okay shock me uh, jacob 
Yeah, and this is. Uh, I'm. I'm just gonna get this out of the way because I. I'm. I, I get so depressed by it. But deep, deep fake porn. Uh, as of September 2019, 96% of deep fake videos online are pornographic. Wow. Yes, and I don't have a factual number to base this on, but I would imagine that 99.9% of that is non-consensual. Uh, just some evil person in a basement. So what's this porn just like? Super- have you seen any of it? I, I, I've, it's again, looks stupid. Uh, it's just someone superimposed of some actor doing, uh, what normally is done in porn and it doesn't look right, but I've heard interviews with women that have been where this has happened to them and it's everywhere online now and they can never get rid of it. Yeah. And it's just soul crushing to 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 listen to the accounts of these women. And uh, we talked about in our last uh, last time we spoke about um, generative AI. We we said that um, based on uh, Ezra Klein said that the cost of bullshit is being drawn to zero. But there is also the the cost of creating soul-crushingly evil content is also getting closer and closer to zero. Mm. And that's something that needs to be tackled. Mm. How, how can and, you tackle it? And we're going to get to that. Um, but I think let's leave the porn because it's just do depressing. We have to, and Yes, we do. We do. Um, and, and let's look at other versions where yeah. the stakes are high um and and interesting so why i brought up the little quiz with trust is what happens if we erode trust in society our monetary system is based on trust our political systems like democracy is heavily built on trust if you can erode trust that's going to have a massive impact on society. And we have this video, and I, I would like for you to just look at a couple of seconds of that, mm-hmm. and we'll leave that in the in the show notes as well, where uh, a comedian, uh, Jordan Peele, created Deepfake, where he's quite convincingly, to me at least, I think it's a pretty good one, uh, says... Uh, and I'm going to play this for the audience. Donald Trump is a complete and total dipshit. And it's funny. And he he's very clear with the fact that this is just a... So I'm just going to watch this, a, a bit. Jacob. This yeah. is um, Barack Obama. Jordan Peele using Barack Obama. Yes. So let me just have a little watch. We're entering an era in which our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time even if they would never say those things. So, uh, for instance, they could have me say things like, uh, I don't know, uh, Killmonger was right, or uh, Ben Carson is in the sunken place, or, how about this, simply, President Trump is a total and complete dipshit. Now, you see, I would never say these things, at least not in a public address, but someone else would. Someone like Jordan Peele. This is a dangerous time. 
Moving forward, we need to be more vigilant with what we trust from the Internet. That's a time when we need to rely on trusted news sources. It may sound basic, but how we move forward in the age of information is going to be the difference between whether we survive or whether we become some kind of fucked up dystopia. Thank you. And stay woke, bitches. Yeah, I mean it's fun. It's and it, it's funny, and looking at it, it's it you can funny. tell it's not Barack, can't you? It's very grainy, very kind of like not very convincing. You can, but will you though? If this is taken out of context and played for you real quickly, I would have been fooled for sure. Uh, I'm also quite gullible. See, so I, I think it's it's the people. What you want? <laughs> it's the people who want this to be true will kind of just yep. go with it. That's the problem. Jump on it. They'll jump on it. If you want it to be really true, you're kind of going to go with the narrative. There, yeah. there was this post of, um, it was completely fake. It was a pro- It was a policeman hugging a protester in some right. of the recent um, uh, protests in France. And it caused an absolute storm on Twitter. People going, how dare the police be showing like they should be fighting, protecting the government, not hanging out with the protesters, supporting the protesters. It was completely fake. If you looked at right. it, you could see it, was, it wasn't quite right. You could probably identify mm. it was fake. But these people were so ready with their hot-headed opinion yeah. to be angry. We know that people love to just trigger their own anger. So they'll jump on a, a video and even if they stopped to reflect is this true they might notice it the point is they're not going to stop and reflect they're just going to jump yep. on it and i mean you are one of the most critical persons i know thanks jacob <laughs> it's it, it is i think a um in this case at least but mo- most of the time that's a compliment and I, you're 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 very, very hard to convince by just showing you some meme of something or like me trying to fool you by lying to you is not really going to work because I'm not good at it and you're just going to see right through that. Um, Me, I'm not that. I'm kind of a bit gullible. I I want this stuff to be true. I want want Obama to say that Donald Trump is a dipshit and then I look at it and I can see that this is not... And this video goes on showing Jordan Peele talking and the, the puppet, as it is, of Obama keep talking and you can see that okay so this is how this is done and i think that's good still taking out of context though donald trump is a total complete dipshit even me saying this here could be a little bit controversial taken out of context and i think that uh that's something to be careful with when doing satire with using deep fakes i think it is good practice and i've seen some example of this making it very ludicrous because I think that there's, there is a problem here with Obama sitting at the desk with an American flag behind him. It's, to me, not that super clear that this is satire. But if he was dancing in a hula skirt while he was saying this, I think that, to me, would imply that this might not be real, right? Uh, and I think comedians need to be a little bit careful because it is funny it is really, really funny, but you don't want this stuff spread out of context. So, um, but this video, I would look at it more of a like a public service announcement. Like, be careful looking at stuff because it might be fake. Um, then we have a much worse video, but with much 
uh, higher stakes, so to speak. The Zelensky fake surrender video. So what happened was, I think one day after uh, the, the invasion of Ukraine, uh, around the time where the US was offering Zelensky safe passage to the US to be an exile president, there was this video released of Zelensky. And you can just look at uh, a couple of seconds. It's in Ukrainian, but... Yeah, I'm just going to watch it now. I mean, I'm look, looking at that, it, it, like, I could be fooled by this if I wasn't so... I mean, it's being delivered to me with a big warning over it with manipulated images, yeah. and, but so clearly... Um, but if I was not... This is... Uh, Treading back on some of it. This one here, yeah, although yeah. I can see it when prompted, if I'm not really paying attention, I could think that maybe it's just a bit of a shitty camera. Because um, yeah, because you're not used to seeing Zelensky, right? You don't necessarily know him as well as you do Obama, right? But when you look at it twice, it is really, really bad. But what he's saying is quite disturbing. He's saying. Something along the lines of, uh, this is not the time to fight, we need to lay down our weapons and, and do uh, and talk about what, uh, how to, to resolve this issue. Uh, I'm paraphrasing quite poorly here, uh, but that's in essence what the, the, the video deepfake Zelensky is saying. And I mean, there, that could have had some dramatic consequences if people listen to this video. So we have three aspects why this isn't this didn't happen and it's not because it's a shitty video of zelensky because it would be enough that people got uncertain in this case and that would have triggered some some consequences but we had sort of a perfect storm of how to tackle deep fakes ukrainians they had been told about deep fake technology they had been shown examples, like the one from, from Peel, the comedian with Obama. Um, so people were aware of the, the technology and that it's quite powerful. Already there, you've sort of primed people to, to look at something like this with a critical eye and see that, oh, the chin line is, is not, doesn't really look connected to the head. That's weird. Like this, There's something off because you know that some things could go on. Then you have the fact that the Ukrainians were specifically warned about this fake video. Ukraine government went out and they said, well, in all likelihood, there is going to be a video of President Zelensky surrendering. Specifically this video. And, and I mean, that's going to make you look twice, right? And thirdly, we have Zelensky himself, which in a, he's an extremely trusted and he's a very well-regarded person in Ukraine. And he went out and he said to the public through his channels, uh, media and social media, that this is not me. Don't listen to this. It's not true. Okay, um, that's great. <laughs> but if you have the other situation where you have a population that don't know about the fake technology. I would imagine that many listeners to this show knows about deep fake technology, but does everyone's family have a good grasp of this? And if people weren't warned specifically about this video, you're 
You're consuming so much video in a day, you know? You don't have time to factually check out every video for signs of corruption and... No, we need the platforms to be having ways of stopping this. Are they working on anything to make sure that these things don't get the publicity? They are. And on multiple fronts, I've heard social media platforms, they have an interest in in making sure that uh, you can trust the content on their platforms. There are some problems, though. Uh, if we look at detection as a, hmm. as a way to protect from deepfakes. So what, we, what you could imagine is um, you upload something to Facebook and you get some percentage likelihood mm. of this being fake. And then you as a viewer look at it and you see like, oh, but this is clearly fake because it has this label that it, this is likely fake and that usually is good. And there are examples of, of this being done, this type of detection. One thing that was in the media was a company that had used machine learning to detect if eye movement wasn't natural. Mm. And that's great. I mean, that, that really worked. Only to like 96%. Right. Uh, which is not good enough because it, it, it is enough that 4%. Uh, of the videos and you can imagine a, a hostile government putting out something and they would probably spend a lot of effort making it look really good so you you in all likelihood it would be even a lower percentage of of capturing that but that is doable you can train algorithms to to sort of find these fake videos however when they release that paper on how they had done that and what they had done and how they detected things well then the deep fake technology companies took it upon themselves to make sure that eye movement is much, much better. And then we have an arms race. An arms race, everyone just keeps on upping the stakes, don't they? So the detection right. gets better and then the fakers get better. And so it's this cat and mouse game. I guess even if we have detection on, say, say Facebook uh, have the best kind of detection yeah, they stay on top of it and it's still not really right. perfect. But what worries me is off the platforms, because we've been speaking about video deep fakes here, but there's a big progress in kind of just people's voices, deep fakes. What yeah. and if it becomes so cheap and easy to do, you could have scam phone callers phoning up my elderly parents and sounding just like me saying, Hey mum, dad, I'm in trouble, you need to send some money to this and be able to have a conversation with them. And it's going right. to sound like me. And so how do we trust the other person on the other side of the phone? It's not just videos. Like, are we going to have to have no. code words for when I phone up? It's a real problem of trust. And the cheaper these things get and the harder they are to detect, the more and more problems it's going to cause with trust. Yeah. Scary stuff. In terms of how to protect yourself from the fakes, I think detection is flawed. Maybe I can see one case where... Uh, governments can have research projects where they don't release what they can detect and what they can't so that they can sort of protect themselves from really bad stuff. Like they can go out and say, we've analyzed this and we've seen that it's fake, but uh, that's a very slow process of doing things in this media landscape that we have um, then we have that which you sort of went into the fact checking being aware of the technology and then applying a critical read. Um, but that's exhausting. That's a very important part of it. 
but you're as we we sort of said before that you're getting overrun by content there's so much content um i don't know how we can ask people to filter that and be responsible for that themselves i don't want to i don't want to put the responsibility on any private citizen i think that's unfair and it's really um not i think a, a valid way forward but it, it sort of needs to be done anyways you you we as people need to think about this stuff and then we have one more that i found one way of protecting content uh, which is putting a stamp of this has actually been taken with a camera um, where you embed inside of the image or the metadata or i don't know crypto technology where you can actually verify what has happened to this image in at different stages in its life cycle if it has been modified you would be able to see that and there are some companies there's a company uh, called witness witness.org that do this in um, areas where there is uh, genocide uh, public uprisings uh, just disturbances where you can take an image with your phone and it's saved to their platform and can't really be modified by even by the person taking the photo. So that has been used in court in the US successfully to to win a case. So that's verification, isn't it? So what I'm so you've yeah. got um, verification makes a way of verifying that content is authentic you've got detection a way of detecting that things are fake you've got right. education so that people are aware and critically thinking and kind of on it and ask questions but all of those all those three seem to me like they'll be part of a solution to help it be not a massive problem but it sounds to me like we are wading into this and this is going to be a problem we're going to have to live with because none of these seem like they will solve the, some of the bad cases you've just described. No, and it's not going away. As with all of this technology, you can do this from your own computer. You don't even need to do it from a, like a big corporate. You, you can have that machine learning algorithm now that it's created and it's spread. Uh, you, you, can, you don't even need to be connected to the internet to do this. You can just do it uh, at your own leisure. And... Uh, we need to be aware. We need to know that this is happening and we need to look for ways of of handling this. So one last question. Do we do we think that there's anything to be excited about? Or is this just scary? Uh, I would like to end this on a positive note, but it is so, disturbing a lot so, of So, it. I mean, you set out some of the use cases at the beginning. For entertainment, yes. Yeah. Good. Um, it's useful for the you know, the language ideas you gave for the different films. There are there are uses. There are parts where it um, will become easier for people to create films, and you'll be able to, as an actor, you'll be able to have you know actors who uh, can't who are dead, for example. They'll be able to yep. continue to act in films. So I mean, there are there are there's that. I imagine also for gaming, being able to create hyper-realistic scenarios and even interacting with well-known kind of figures and make it feel real. So for me, there are some, you know, there are some parts that I do feel excited about. But honestly, Jacob, I I, I feel pretty 
scared by the the just how dangerous the the downside yeah. is is to it like i'm I, I can look for the positive use cases to be excited about but when you think about just how damaging to society uh you know whether it's published on facebook and causes political movements to fall apart or to spring up or whether it's more on a scammers individual level moving stock markets i just think there's such a huge incentive for bad actors to to yeah, the cost is so low yeah to do it them. so they're going to be doing it left right and center and i think yeah. it's very worrying i wonder whether it's going to cause bigger societal changes that we almost will turn away from this social media how it has been because we'll just lose so much trust in what we see outside of verified sources that maybe it pushes us towards less sources that we know are trusted so i'm looking for the positives i think i'm deeply kind of unsettled by what you've described today if i'm honest Uh, me too but there is one thing that i'm really looking forward to and that is if we can get a universal translator that would be lovely yeah to be able to speak to anyone how fantastic would that be yeah uh very interesting but all in all i think we need to keep an eye out on this what is happening in this space because few things have the potential to upend our way of living as this this goes to the core of who we are as humans the trust is everything if we don't have that we don't really have society or civilization or friendships or government yeah oh dear oh dear you've been listening to designing the robot revolution stay tuned to listen behind the scenes after the show as jake and i decompress and try to find our mojo again after this feeling of rather scary futility have a great day this topic cannot be done in a cheery way. It, 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 in it's a cheery just, way. It's, it's a lot of bad news, isn't it? A lot of worrying news. Yeah, it is. Um, oh. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sort of in it for the ride right now. I, I'm just going to sit back. It's relax. very curious to see, and you keep on seeing these new things coming up. Um, I yeah. watched a lot of deep fake stuff in preparation for this episode, and... Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, another one, like, I mean, it is quite, you know, it takes satire and comedy to a new level. Yeah. Like, it, you know, we used to it's have impressionists. Fun. You've now got someone who looks right. just like them, sounds just like them, funny. Um, but I just keep on coming back to these. I'm really worried about um, fake, fake governments, fake politicians, yeah. Um, fake business people. I mean, why, why wouldn't uh, that? You know, if you have a a competitor company and you want to kind of cause your competitor some problems, and you haven't, you're in, you know, I don't, you don't have ethical or legal standards in your part yeah. of the world, and it's all about dominance. Why wouldn't you just be creating these these nuisance stories for your competitor that is going to be really damaging their business? Like, right. It's... I mean, you could have a CEO somewhere say awful, awful things about a group of people yeah, and destroy that person. And by doing that, 
giving yourself a competitive advantage, right? Yeah. It's it's uh, really dystopian. I mean, the hope for me is, <laughs> I think, of all the things you said, I think the hope has to be the um, the monitoring, that you have AI tools that are able to spot the AI and that the arms race is that we stay yeah. ahead in the terms of detection. So that's, I the, think that's the biggest for me. hope. I think you ha- the the media have to really step up and be educating people about yeah. it and flagging and not giving oxygen to the fake ones and spotting it early and pulling right. it. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's off the major networks. You'll have kind of a, a video going, you know, going around. You already have fake news flying around all over the place and it essentially just right. puts yeah. a complete enzyme into I mean, there are some weird whatsapp groups exactly and reddit is a weird place i could just imagine how that can like if you have yeah some weird whatsapp group with 200 members and they just echo chamber the hell out of something yeah uh and then you get video proof oh my god that's gonna take off right there's not going yeah. to be anyone in that group no. saying, "Oh, I mean, this imagine looks how insightful sketchy. it could be." Like that burning of the Quran in Sweden that happened recently. You could just fake that. You could have a fake thing yeah. outside the U.S. government somewhere, burning of the Quran, and you could people will die because of this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I wonder it, how many times that has actually happened. Someone yeah. being very, very uh, bad things happening to people because of these fakes because um, propaganda is not I, new like we've been doing propaganda no. for hundreds of years we now have just right. given propagandists the most incredible tool so that didn't really help with the gloominess did it are we being too negative about deep fakes can you cheer us up please get in touch with us and share your thoughts jacob magnall and david griffith jones on linkedin 